give honor to God today and to his precious Holy Spirit and to the overseer of this ministry, Bishop Maureen Churn, to my posse, Pastor G, Evangelist Fagans, Deacon Bobby Dixon, Deacon Kane, to Deacon Tamika, Deacon Bob, and to the love of my life, Deaconess Churn, Lady D. Lady D, thank you for that. Um, and so um, I'm just on into the members of Agape to our young people who just brought us to a beautiful, beautiful worship. Thank you so, so very much for, watch this, for your ministry in music, not for our entertainment, but for your ministry in music to us. Hallelujah. As you help prepare the ground that the word would go forth. Thank you, young people. Thank you, um, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Sister Giovanna. Thank you, Sister Jada. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Holy, holy. And to, did y'all see her? I'm going to speak to her in a minute. Did, did you see when when Jada was singing? Did, did you see her playing the drums? Did, did you see her playing the tambourine? Uh, uh, good morning, Zori. Good morning. Good morning. It's Pastor Jared. Good morning, Zori. I knew you was waiting to hear my voice. I want you to know I saw you today. You were playing. Tambourine, you're playing the drums. Good morning, Zori. You're just missing one more instrument, and that's on me. I got to get that, that trumpet to you. Um, so I'm so glad to see you, Zori. Yeah, yeah. Zori, you want to help me preach today? Now she won't talk to me. Okay. Somehow, every time I ask any of the members that, no matter whatever else they have to say, Nobody responds to that question. Hallelujah. It's good to see all of you today. All of you, all of you. Sister Sandy, all the way from Buffalo, New York. We are so glad you could be with us today. Deacon Dixon, you made me uh, proud. I'm just going to say that. Or you Made me jump for joy a little bit there when you had your comment and said, we eat not elephant sandwich. Fight <laughs> at a time. Yeah, amen. Thank you, thank you. Want to acknowledge <laughs> our Pastor G and our Deacon Kane looking lovely in their hats today. Aren't they looking lovely in their hats today? I'm so glad. So glad, so glad. A um, couple of things here. I'm going to ask. Um, I'm going to give specific scriptures out to give you a chance. So, and since our this is our third Sunday, and we kind of do things around the young people, but this is for everyone. But I'm going to ask Sister Giovanna if you were ready yourself and get Genesis. Chapter 42, verses 50 and 52 ready. And I'll ask you when I'll, I'll give you uh, enough notice to uh, when um, I'm, I need you to read it. Um, Deacon Bob, if you'll get ready, Exodus chapter 2, verse 21. And Jada, since you're in college now, and you learn a lot of stuff. I'm going to give you two sets of verses. Um, 1 Samuel 18, 5 to 9. And then I ask you to read 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 3. Hope you all have those scriptures. So just get those ready. I'll 
A little later, I will be asking for those. And with that being said, I just have a few questions. Giovanna, yours is Genesis chapter 42, verses 50 and 52. I have a few questions for you. How was the Son of God able to pay it all? You know that song, Jesus paid it all. How was he able to pay it all? Okay, you give up? Because Jesus saves. Can you repeat that? What did you say? Can you repeat that? <laughs> How was the Son of God able to pay it all? And what because was the answer? Jesus paid it all because Jesus saves. Okay. It'll Deidre, I don't know what you gave him for breakfast. He <laughs> <laughs> likes school on Sunday. No. Okay, mm -mm. how was Esau? You remember Jacob and Esau? How was Esau feeling after he found out Jacob stole his birthright? He was mad. No, he was stewing. No. He was stewing. You know, you laughed. You laughed. Okay. Okay. First one. Can't hear you. You can't hear you, digging Kane. You say it. I love it. I like it. The first one, he saved to the utmost. I like that one. The second one. <laughs> Don't encourage you. Come on. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm, I will leave you with this. Who was the youngest character in the Bible to use foul language? Who was the youngest? character in the Bible to, to use foul language. Okay. It would be Job, of course, because he cursed the day he was born. He cursed the day. Uh, okay. Deacon Bob, Deacon Bob, you're not far away. Just drive over. Come on, Deacon Bob, give me a thumbs up. Thumbs no comment, Pastor. <laughs> uh, I thought I'd try. All right. <laughs> Where do you get these from? <laughs> You'd be surprised. I think it's Rev G's. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's pray. Father, we thank you and we praise you and we bless your holy and righteous name. Lord, I just honor you this day and I pray God that you have been pleased with everything that has gone forth. I pray God that you've been pleased with our singing and our praise to you and our playing of instruments, the use of our hands and our feet because we want you to be on center stage because you are holy. Lord, you're holy. We lift you up and we magnify your name. And today, God, we need to hear from you. And I believe there, there is a word you've given me because their question has gone out. Is, is there a word from the Lord? Because we need to hear from you. And I believe there is a word that you've given me for this day and time. Please hide me behind the cross. Please let me say no more, no less. You want me to say. Anoint these lips of clay and let your word fall on good ground in Jesus' name. We ask you to bless the spiritual food we're about to receive that it might be nourishment to our spirit man. Something that we can feast on all week long in Jesus' name. Amen.
uh, please meet me in the book of the New Testament, Romans chapter 5, verse 3, and I'll read 5 to the fifth verse. Romans chapter 5, Romans chapter 5. Starting at the third verse, ending at the fifth verse. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings. Okay, don't put don't put your fingers in your ears, please, when I said that. Okay, I see you. And don't act like ah, I can't hear you. So I'm gonna read it again. Not only so. Don't mute your video, so I can't see. We walk away from that. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, character, hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Now, in this instance, I like the way the Amplified said it because you're really going to enjoy this one, especially in, in verse three, it says, moreover, let us, watch this, exalt and triumph in our troubles. Okay, nobody didn't leave, did you? So I'm going to say it again. Uh, moreover, let us exalt and triumph in our troubles and, re and rejoice. Three things. Exalt, triumph, and rejoice in our sufferings, in our troubles, and rejoice in our sufferings because we know that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patience and unswerving endurance. My thought today is you were born for this. God's character building program. God's character building program. I asked this question. I'm going to throw it out there. What do you do when you feel your life is in a pressure cooker? You look back on mistakes you've made and just sometimes just bad things happen. How do you respond? Do you feel like things will never get better? It's just never going to get better. Do you feel like you're never going to accomplish your dreams, hopes? Any comment? Anybody care to, 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 to respond to that? Don't have to. I don't want to put anybody on blast today. But if you care to, please feel free. Sometimes I feel, sometimes I feel like I may not even make it through the day. <laughs> Let alone my hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Lady D. Anybody else care to respond? Amen, Lady D. Um, you said the question was... Um, how, how do you feel... Your lives in a pressure cooker. You look back on, and I'm throwing things out there. You look back on your mistakes or just bad things happen. How do you respond? Do you feel like things will never get better? You'll never accomplish your dreams, your hopes. How do you feel when things just not going? Affliction, suffering. How? What's your response? Well. I guess, you know, to be real with it, you know, 
Oh, wait, were you, you looking to take with me? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want me to preach? <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Okay. Too. <laughs> All right. Um, well, sometimes, you know, your, your past disappointments and your failures, you kind of bury them. You know what I'm saying? They're in your subconscious, they there, you know, and you're trying to, you know, you know they're there. And then you look at, I guess, the reality of life and where you're at today. You, you're trying to, you know what I'm saying? And you're trying to figure this, you're trying to figure this thing out. Like, you know, I got dreams, I got, you know, but sometimes, man, um, yeah, but the reality of it is your past do haunt you. And sometimes you got to let it go. You got to let it, my wife always say, you got to let it go. So you got, and that scripture we're supposed to rehearse, we're doing a new thing in you. So, um, but yes, I, I just got to respond to um, those things that them, them, them past pressures, and I mean, past failures, and then the pressure cooker mo- cooking moments, you'd be like, man, what is what this got to do with anything? So, uh, but yes, I hope I answered the question, and you know, or quite well, Deacon Dixon. Yeah, quite mm-hmm. well, because you know why mm-hmm. you want to be because re- you said you want to be real. So, yeah. so I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> um, no, that's that, that's a that's a natural response because I'm I'm, I'm going to go somewhere with this. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say I'm, I'm gonna give you a little bit of an asterisk. You are helping me to preach today. So just know that. That's week two. You're getting close. One Sunday is just for you. Out of the clear blue. Anybody else get a response? Um, I can say something. Um, I, I often think about Hebrews, the 12th chapter. You know, we in this thing for the long haul. And if we always stay burdened down thinking about our failures, we always going to be weighted down with Oh, I messed up. I couldn't do this. I, I, I keep on thinking about our mess ups. You know what I'm saying? We have to remember that he forgave us. And sometimes if we let others keep reminding us about our faults, our failures, our mistakes, or if we keep on remembering our faults, our fears and mistakes, that's just weighing us down and we can't go ahead on and cross the mm-hmm. finish line. Thank you, Sister Sandy. Thank you. Thank you. Pastor G, I think, were you about to say something because you were kind of muted or? something yeah i think for me i just feel like this is as good as it gets and i mm. feel bad mm. i just feel hopeless like well this yeah. is as good as it gets so now i need to figure out how i'm going to as i put it function in my new normal thank you pastor g anybody else care yes i think it just is taking too long ah ooh, ooh. I don't doubt God's ability to do it, but uh, hello, I'm here. <laughs> Thank you, Bishop Chan. Thank you. Anybody else care? Um, respond. Yeah. Uh, kind of like with Bishop, far as like the timing is like the patience. You know what's going to happen, and then you start comparing yourself to people around you, like maybe your family or friends. And you're like, well, damn, well, what they doing? <laughs> you start, I do this, I do that. And why ain't why this blessing ain't come for me yet? So oh, thank you, Deacon Bob. Well, uh, before I continue, uh, did I anybody else get a comment? Because I don't want to leave anybody out. Well, in the book of Romans, Paul in chapter five tells us that suffering produces character. I want you to understand today that no matter where you are, on the bad side, the good side, going through it side, that you were born for this. You were born for this moment because you are in God's character building program. Didn't know he had a character building program, did you? Oh yeah, he he had a he has a character building program. I want to go back to to what Amplified said, you know, because right, see, I'd like to for us to all and I pastors in this to be able to exalt ooh, and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings. Okay, Pastor, you can stop now with that. But what I'd like to do, if I could, 
as part of letting you know that you were born for this, this God's character building program. I want to use illustrate. I want to illustrate three characters that you're very familiar with who had trouble on every side. Some brought on themselves, some through no fault of their own, but troubles nonetheless. Let's, and I'm hoping, and I hope this will encourage you today because no matter where you are, I want you to know you were born for this. And at the end of my message, if you believe it, I am going to ask you to unmute yourself and say as a declaration, I was born for this. And so I want to go back into Genesis chapter 37. You know the Joseph story. You all know, you, you, you all know Joseph. But I looked at it even further and you know what happened to him. What wound up happening? He wound up being sold in slavery, right? He sold into slavery. Then he wound up, looked like things were going well for him. And when you get a chance, please read the Genesis chapter 37 to the end of the chapter, the chapter 50, and you get the Joseph story account. There's a little, I won't say commercial break, but in chapter um, 38, kind of veers off, you get the little highlight of his brother Judah, and then he come back in 39, continuing the story with Joseph. But what I was looking at, this 17-year-old, Giovanna, 17-year-old, what I was looking at with this man, young man, Things, even in slavery, things seem to be going well till, remember his master's wife had eyes for him. He refused to sleep with her and she accused him of making advances and trying to, trying to, watch this, abuse her. So, Let's look at this. In today's society, can I paint the picture for Joseph? Somebody help me because if Joseph was accused of that crime today, he would be on a list, wouldn't he? What would you call that? The, uh, the, the, the what, what list do you call that? Perpetrator's list. Perpetrator's list. Uh oh. Is it a perpetrator's list? And watch this. He got a prison record. Are you hearing me today? This was through no fault of his own. Pressure. Coming in on every side. But nonetheless, if Joseph were in our society today, he'd be on a list. If Joseph was in our society today, he would have a record. Are you, are you, are you, I hope you're seeing what this young man had to go through, through no fault of his own. But I want to bring out a few points and I think we're going to see that paradigm in the other characters we check out. Do you not see in the midst of his trouble, in the midst of all the suffering, in the midst of the affliction, Joseph was still using his gifts. Joseph was still being an administrator, whether it was at Potiphar's house or in the prison. Joseph still was interpreting dreams, whether it was at his daddy's house early on before slavery or in prison. His gifts were still making way for him in the midst of his affliction. Are you hearing me today? Now, what I found interesting about all of this, when you read the account, 
before Joseph met or saw his brothers later on in the story, between when he was sold in slavery and the time before he saw his brothers, and you know what happened, he, and we'll talk about him, how the Lord blessed him later. Do we ever see how Joseph was responding to all the bad things that happened to him? Is there a written account that Joseph was upset? Joseph cried out to God. Is there, is there a psalm of Joseph? No, I haven't seen one. So, but we know it wasn't hunky-dory. But as I was looking and looking, if I realized these feelings that things that Joseph went through, he had felt some kind of way. And how do we know that? Because I'm going to ask Giovanna to read Genesis 42, verse 50 first. Verse 50. Giovanna? Uh, it's giving me 41. Okay. Okay. Do you have 42? Chapter 42? Chapter 42. Hang on. Because it, it's giving me like 41. Let me see. Yes. 42. There's no verse 50. Unless my eyes are wrong. And it says Genesis 41, 50 to 52. And it says, You know what? I'm sorry. You're, you are. I, I'm sorry. You are correct. I had the wrong reference. It's 41. Thank you, Giovanna. It's 41. And verse 51. Please read that one first. 51. 41-51. Joseph named his firstborn man. Manessa. Manessa. And said, it is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. Stop right there for me. Thank you, Sister Giovanna. Do you see that? So we now know that even though those things were happening and though we don't have a written account for Joseph's response, he was feeling some kind of way, y'all. Just as Deacon Dixon sometimes feels some kind of way, as Bishop was feeling some kind of way, Pastor G feeling some kind of way, these feelings are real. So I still want you to know, even though these feelings are real, you were born for this. He was born for that, for that moment, even in the pressure cooker, even in, when he was lied on, even with all those things, he was born for that. He was born in the midst of all that was going on. He was born for it. And we see that, yeah, he knew he had troubles. It said, because it has made me forget. Dickie Dixon, I think you said it. You, you think about it. It's in the back of your mind. You think about some stuff. You try to put it back in your mind. But, 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 but what did Joseph say? He purposely named his son, which meant it's because God has made me forget all of my trouble and all my father's household. Wow. 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 So while he was going through with even at daddy's house, at Jacob's home, with his brothers, he was having trouble then. And you can read the account. But it goes further. Sister Giovanna, would you read 
verse 52. The second son he named Ephraim. Ephraim, I was getting there. And said, it is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. Ah, interesting. And now Ephraim, which the, the, the Greek word, the Hebrew word for Ephraim means fruitful, but it says in the land of what? His suffering. And that's where I see the account where we're seeing that Joseph really was feeling some kind of way, not just in, in with his father and his father's household, but also in this land, Egypt, and he's a foreigner, y'all. But he was in God's character building program and he was made and he was born for that moment. I want you to get it in you, no matter where you are right now, today, you were born for that moment. You were born for this moment. Gotta watch my tenses. Born for this moment. Are you hearing me today? Hallelujah. So please, I, I had a conversation with one of my friends yesterday and um, she had lost her husband some years ago and as we were talking and asked her how she was doing and that she's doing okay. She said, "Sometimes I I have my moments, but I try to put a, 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 a try to put a smile on my face." I said, "Listen, some days it just be like that. Don't put a smile on your face. It's just one of them days." Now, what she responded to, she said, "Just don't live there." I said, "Fair enough." I said, "Excellent," but some days you're just not feeling. These feelings that you have when you're going through, you're just not feeling it. Don't let it take residence, but it's just one of those days because I stopped by to tell you, you were born for this. You're in God's character building program. Hallelujah. And we know the story eventually, Joseph does become second in command and he was able when he talked to his brothers and the feelings of emotion I'm sure when he saw his brothers and they didn't recognize him at first feelings of emotion started coming back welling up but Joseph got it what did he finally tell his brothers when he revealed to him revealed himself to him don't be upset God sent me here to deliver you, to save you. See, Joseph was in God's character building program. He was born for this. And all the while, God was making his gifts make way for him using allowing Joseph to use his gifts in his troubles, in his suffering. In daddy's home, he told, he warned his brothers, yo, I'm going to be king, y'all going to, I'm going to be in charge, you're going to bow down to me. He did. Joseph got, Jacob got a little upset. What you mean? You, you, we, if you, your parents, we're going to be bowing down. Yeah, but Jacob, had a plan. See, he knew the Lord. And so he knew a little better. So he backed off a little bit. Are you hearing me today? Going back, you were born for this. Huh. Remember that what Paul said, we want to exalt in our triumph and triumph in our trouble and rejoice in our sufferings because we know that pressure 
and affliction and hardship produce patience and unswerving endurance. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask, um, I think Dick and Bob was it? Hopefully I didn't get the scriptures backwards, but uh, Dick and Bob, Exodus chapter 2, verse 21. Let's look at our next so illustration. Um, Exodus 2, 21. Moses agreed to stay with the man who ordered Zipporah to Moses and Mary. Thank you so very much. And we're now talking about Moses and the Exodus story. <laughs> he got some issues, right? We Moses was a, we, we know that he was, you get a chance, read Exodus. Genesis, <laughs> Exodus. Um, when you get a chance, read, read Moses' story account. But what I want to draw out was <laughs> Moses, we know that was, he was uh, an Israelite, but, you know, he grew up in, in Pharaoh's daughter's house. He grew up an Egyptian. They trained him. Somewhere along the line, he knew his lineage, which is always good to know your lineage. But I want you to see something here. In the story we find, I hope I'm whetting your appetite if you haven't read the story, but in the story you'll find that Moses saw one of his um, Israelite brethren being um, whipped by an Egyptian master and Moses intervened and not only just beat up the Egyptian master, he killed him. Watch this. Follow the wrong. He shouldn't have killed him. Shouldn't have killed him, but what was Moses doing? He was delivering his Israelite brethren from the hands of the Egyptian. Little did Moses know that's what he was going to be doing. But watch this. He was born for a moment like this. He was not to kill him. He made, he did it. And what wound up happening? He wound up being a fugitive on the run. Like that secular song, I think, who sang that song? One of them Beatles, um, former Beatles, Man on the Run. Or is it Ban on the Run? But I'm going to change it to Man on the Run. The Bible says, and you go further, because I just want to give an overview. The Bible says, when he came to Midian, what's one of the first things he did? He delivered Jethro's daughters from the shepherds who were overtaken, trying to get their um, cattle and get their people, get their animals fed. But Moses, what, intervened and took care and made sure Jethro's daughters um, were able to get their flock fed. He intervened. Once again, he's delivering. Once again, his gift is making way. While he's a fugitive, while he's a murderer, God is still using this man and his gifts because what? He was born for that moment. He was in God's character building program. I hope you're getting this because I'm still coming back to no matter what you're going through right now, mistakes you've made or things that just happened, just things that happened because of life. You're in God's character building program. You were born for this. And it's okay to be upset. It's okay to say, God, where are you? Don't live there. Don't let it take residence. But it's okay. It's all a part of God building your character. And what wound up happening 
for 40 years. Can you imagine? 40 years, Moses is hiding out, forgetting what happened in Egypt, living his life. La-di-da, la-di-da. Got a wife, got some chilling, taking care of Jethro's flock. Life is good. But in those 40 years, let me tell you why. I wonder why did he have to wonder for, or not one, but why did he have to be there for 40 years? <laughs> God was building character. Because if you know the story, we know that Moses wound up now was being a deliverer because God sent him. Because now, but watch this. Where did he have to bring him to? Mount Sinai. The place he had been um, there for 40 years. Don't you think he pretty much knew every nook, every cranny, or just, just about? Knew pretty much that terrain. God, for 40 years, was building this man's character. And when it was time, 80 years old. How long, Lord? As long as it takes. Did you forget me, Lord? Nope. I got you right where I want you. Why the pressure? I'm doing something in you. Because when you do what I want you to do even further, it's going to be awesome. But watch this. You, he's still using you now in whatever situation, condition you're in. I was blowing my mind as I was looking at these characters in the midst of all the stuff. God was still using them. Their gifts we're making way for them. No wonder an Egyptian, think about this, he also had the lead flock for 40 years, preparing him to lead a flock, the nation of Israel, for a long time. Are you hearing me? And if you, if he was, Taking care of sheep. People are like sheep. So when it was time for Moses to do what God called him to do, he was well prepared to deal with the plethora of personalities that were presented and personified. And he knew the terrain. But person on the outside Looking in, or if the person that's going through, no, on the inside, you don't feel like that. You are not feeling like that. How long, Lord? And finally, we know what happens. Moses became the deliverer of the nation of Israel under God's power, not under his own power. And we know that God used him mightily. And finally, One of our favorites. I want to talk about King David for a moment. But at the time we pick it up, he's not king. You know, David slew Goliath. That whole story. But I'm going to ask Sister Jade if she's able, please read 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses 5 to 9. 1 Samuel 18, verses 5 to 9, it says, Whatever mission Saul sent him on, David was so successful that Saul gave him a high rank in the army. This pleased all the troops and Saul's officers as well. When the men were returning home after David had killed the Philistine, the women came out from all the towns of Israel to meet King Saul with singing and dancing, with joyful songs, and with timbrels and lyres. Lear. Lear. And they danced. They sang, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. Saul was very angry. This refrain displeased him greatly. 
They have credited David with tens of thousands, he thought, but me with only thousands. What more can he get but the kingdom? And from that time on, Saul kept a close eye on David. <laughs> David's doing David. He's doing what God called him to do. Mm -hmm. He's just being who he was. But the king got jealous as a result of that. You get a chance, please read the story of Saul. You'll see how he came to that. As a result of that jealousy, Jade, I'm going to ask you to read 1 Samuel 23, verse 20. I mean, chapter 20, verse 3. 1 Samuel chapter 23, which verse? Verse 3, chapter 20, verse 3. Oh. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 3, it says, But David took an oath and said, Your father knows very well that I have found favor in your eyes. And he has said to himself, Jonathan must not know this, or he will be grieved. Yet as... Surely as the Lord lives and as you live, there is only a step between me and death. <laughs> what was David saying? Your daddy's going to kill me. <laughs> He's close. He's trying to kill me. David was in a pressure cooker. For doing good, y'all. Okay. So we're saying he didn't do anything bad for doing good. But nonetheless, he was in a pressure cooker. He was on the run from Saul, King Saul. Because actually Saul really, let, let's put the cards on the table. Saul knew he was, he, that was the next king, but Saul tried, had a, I'm going to an old, old um, message. He had an amygdala hijacked. He tried to act like Samuel didn't tell him he's out. God has removed him. But so Saul tried, King Saul tried to kill David. David was on the run for a long time, y'all. But God was building his character because he was born for that. And watch this. You read the story of David. You go, Father, you'll find while he is on the run, he trains men in the cave of Adullam. Dulem, the ones that had problems, the ones that had financial issues, the ones that had emotional issues, they came to David and he trained them while he was on the run. God was building his character all along, but God was still using David to do some great things for him in the midst of his suffering. I stop by to tell you today that no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, you were born for this. God is building your character. God has not forgotten about you. God is seeing about you, but I would encourage you to take the attitude I was born for this. I may not be able to rejoice right now, but God, I want to have an attitude to rejoice in the pressure cooker. I want to have an attitude to rejoice when things are not going my way. I want to have an attitude to rejoice because I just doesn't look like my dreams will not be met. I want to have an attitude to know that you've got me and where I am now, use me, Lord. Use me now. Continue to build my character because I know you've got my back. And you can pray this prayer. You had David's back. You had Joseph's back. You had Moses' back. I know you got my back. And I'm just going to let you do what you need to do. And some days you may not be able to pray that prayer because it's just what you're going through. But I'm going to tell you, don't let it live there. Maybe two days from now, you're going to get to that prayer. Lord, I want to rejoice in the suffering. Lord, I want to rejoice 
in what you're doing. Young people, you want to rejoice in what God is doing. You might be ostracized, criticized. They may talk about you because of your walk, but God is producing character. You may only have a few friends because huh, she's Miss Goody Two-Shoes. He's Miss, who are you? All holy and mighty. No, I stopped by to tell you, God is producing character. You were born for this because he wants to use you mightily. And watch this. He's using you mightily right now. Look at what he's doing for you right now. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. So I, if, 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 if you're in agreement today, no matter where you are, if you're in agreement, I'm going to ask you to unmute yourself. Only if you're in agreement. And I want you to repeat. And I want you to say, I want you to decree. I was born for this. And I only say it if you mean it. And you, I want you to say it with some gusto. I was, no matter what your situation, I was born for this. I was born I for was this. I was born for this. I was born for this. I was born I was born for this. You know what? I, I'm going to need that again. That just sounded a little... <laughs> I, I mean, no, no, I was born for this. Look, let me let me tell you what I mean. Lady D, somebody tells you, you you can really play music. You, you really know how to play music. Would you tell them sheepishly? I, I was born for this. I was born for this. Okay, so let's let's have this again. <laughs> if you're really with me, want you to say it with some gusto. I was okay. born okay. for this. I was, I, was, I was born for this. I was born for this. I know I was born for this. <laughs> Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. And we honor you for your word. And Lord, I just ask you that your word have gone, has gone forth and really touched the heart of each listener. And let them know, Lord, they were born, no matter what they were going through, mistakes, past mistakes, whatever, decisions, things out of their control, that they were born for this. And you're using them. You're using them mightily. And I thank you for it. Thank you for hearing this prayer. And Lord, throughout the week, let them decree that, that they were born for this. When their feelings, things are coming up, they were born for this. In Jesus' name, hallelujah and amen.